This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 8 slash 9 of that 6. Uh, yeah, man, first and foremost, I want to apologize for not being able to get episode 8 out on time um, and, and having to combine these episodes again. I Trust me, I don't look forward to it because I have to skip over a lot of stuff. Um, ran into some audio problems last week, um, but that was Tuesday, and, and I won't sit here and make excuses. Ran into them on Tuesday. I uh, had the rest of the week to do it. Kept putting it off, man, with wrestling. It's been really busy, um, and... That's why even this week's episode is coming out late, but but next week I'm committed to getting everything out on time, episodes every Wednesday, um, and, and we'll get back to it. Uh, but however, uh, I'm your host, Kyler Bills, um, and I'm very excited to cover a couple crazy weeks of the NFL season. Uh, the pain is still lurking in the air, but, but best believe that we are well on our way to salvation. Um, just a little bit, uh, a couple other further further notes. Um, I'm a little sick right now, so the the cough may be returning, maybe some sniffles. I'm gonna try and do my best to to suppress that, but um, just wanted to to let that be known. <clears throat> um, and what was the other thing I was gonna tell you guys? Um, I was sick. Oh yeah, yeah, Carolina plays in about two hours, man. So. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I may speed run through this, you know, aiming for about 40, 45, maybe 50 minutes. So, um, but I'm still going to try and cover everything. Um, but some of the recaps will be pretty fast. Um, without further ado, man, let's jump into the recap. So my week eight, I went 11 and four on my weekly pickums, uh, which brought my season pickums to 68, 52 and one starting off with Thursday night football that week. The Baltimore Ravens defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I picked the Ravens there. The Broncos defeated the Jaguars. I picked the Jaguars. The Falcons defeated the Panthers, and I picked the Falcons in that game. Um, the Cowboys defeated the Bears. I defeated, or I chose the Cowboys. Dolphins defeated the Lions. I chose the Dolphins. The Vikings defeated the Cardinals. I chose the Vikings. Saints defeat the Raiders. I chose the Raiders or the Saints. I'm sorry. Um, and then the Patriots defeated the Jets. I chose the Jets. Eagles defeated the Steelers, and I chose the Eagles in that game. The Titans defeated the Texans. I chose the Titans. The Commanders defeated the Colts, which I did switch. I believe I switched the uh, the Vikings, Raiders, and Commanders Colts game, um, which both went in my favor. Um, and then the, the 49ers, sorry, defeated the, the Rams. Uh, I chose the 49ers in that game. The Sea Chickens defeated the Giants. I chose the Giants. Um, the Bills defeated the Packers. I chose the Bills in that game. The Browns defeated the Bengals, and I chose the Bengals in that game. Obviously, that was only 15 games. I'm going 11 and four. Teams on by in Week Eight were Kansas City and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, moving on to my my news around the the league at that point. Um, so so just notice that that some of this news is going to be outdated at this point. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Helmet Chronicles, but I'm going to skip over that right now and talk about it later because it does it does come back. Um, the CMC hat trick, Christian McCaffrey. Um, he was actually my NFC Offensive Player of the Week for Week 8. 18 attempts, 94 yards, and a touchdown. 8 receptions, 55 yards, um, and a touchdown. And then 1 pass for 34 yards and a touchdown. So, CMC looking damn good. Um, come ba coming back to that a little later, the fraudulent 2021 quarterback draft class. It's interesting, man. Um, there's a lot of hype surrounding one guy I'm going to talk about later, but I think this 2021 draft class is really a flop. Um, at least from the quarterback position, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked great. Mac Jones hasn't looked great. 
They've they've had their moments at times. I'll give them that. <coughs> but guys like Zach Wilson been struggling. Um, Davis Mills hasn't looked bad, but but not a franchise guy in my eyes. Um, and then we'll talk about the the Chicago guy a little later. So uh, moving on to some some more fraudulent uh, people. Is Jonathan Taylor fraudulent? So I got this. Uh, I, I posted a video on TikTok saying, "What's your most controversial, realistic NFL take?" Uh, and somebody asked me, "You know, is Aaron Jones a top three back?" In which I said, "Hell no." Um, <laughs> but then somebody commented on that and asked me if JT could come back. And I don't think JT's fraudulent. I don't think he's a one-year player. I think he's a very good running back. Um, you know, obviously the Colts have have still really solid pieces on their offensive line with Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith. Um, but, but but as far as their offense, man, Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, JT. I mean, they're 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 a one-trick pony, and JT can can bust on the scene only once. You can only have one breakout year. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, teams are gonna to key on him, key in on him, and he doesn't have an offense around him that can really, you know, open the rest of the game for him. And he's not as dynamic as out of the the backfield as a catcher. You know, the the guys like Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler are. So sometimes it's difficult to get him going. But I think if if Indy can clean up their offense and get some pieces around him, he'll be fine. Um, in this, I had Cooper Cup day to day, which obviously we know he played in Week Nine, which is great to see. Um, covering some trades, Roquan Smith. Uh, to the Baltimore Ravens for a second and fifth round pick. Um, there was a whole bunch of trades, man. Um, and I'm actually really upset that I can't uh, cover all of them. Um, but I do know that Bradley Chubb obviously dealt to the Miami Dolphins for that um, for that that first round pick in which they got from San Francisco. Um Dean Marlowe traded from the Falcons to the Bills. Jeff Wilson from the 49ers to the Dolphins. A.J. Klein from the Ravens to the Bears. Uh, William Jackson from the Commanders to the Steelers. Rashad Fenton from the Chiefs to the Falcons. Uh, Zach Moss and, four, and a six-round pick for Naheem Hines. Obviously, the Bradley Chubb pick. Uh, Chase Edmonds actually to the Broncos. I really didn't even know that. Um, Jake Martin from the Jets to the uh, Broncos. TJ Hawkinson, a big trade, um, going from Detroit to Minnesota, division rival, which is, is a little bewildering to me. Um, and then Chase Claypool, obviously from the Steelers to the Bears. Um, and then the Naheem Hines deal. Naheem Hines deal going down. Um, yeah, I made a lot of trades. It was a busy trade deadline. You looked for, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it later, about some of the, the other, you know, trades that were turned down and whatnot. But, uh, there was a lot of pieces being moved. You almost are really, really surprised that Baltimore doesn't go out and get a wide receiver. Really surprised that Green Bay doesn't go out and get a receiver. So, um, for two teams who really need it, and and we'll talk about Green Bay a little later too. But they definitely, they definitely needed that. Uh, moving on into my last bit of news for that week, um, and it, it's still trade related, still CMC related. Who won the Christian McCaffrey trade? Right, as of right now, I'm going for the San Francisco 49ers and. <laughs> Look, I understand that they gave up probably four, what, four or five picks um, in order to get McCaffrey. But here's the thing. You don't know how those picks turn out. We see, we've see, we seen, I think the Raiders had three first-round picks in one draft. One turned out to be Cleveland Farrell, who's kind of a bust. The other turned out to be Jonathan Abram, who's turned out to be a bust. Um, and then, who was, was it Damon Arnett in that draft? Or was Damon Arnett in the Ruggs draft? Regardless, those draft picks can really flop. So to get a guy, if Christian can stay healthy and continue to produce, 
you know, technically only over this year and then the next year, then he's already outweighed his trade. Um, unless Carolina gets some absolute studs, you know, maybe they package those picks to move up or whatnot. I'm not a huge fan of the, the picks past round three to keep it a bean with you. Um, but as of right now, I would say San Francisco, man, they got a, they got a huge playmaker who's keeping them game, keeping them in games until Debo comes back. So, um, I would say San Francisco moving on to my players of the week for week eight, starting off offensive player of the week for the AFC, Derek Henry with a monster game against Houston, 32 attempts for 219 yards, two touchdowns, one reception for nine yards. Uh, off defensive player of the week was Devin McCourty from the New England Patriots, six tackles, two interceptions, Garrett Wilson, my rookie of the week for the AFC, six receptions, 115 yards. And then my defensive rookie of the week was Michael Carter from the Jets, seven tackles, one interception. Moving on to the NFC, Christian McCaffrey, NFC Player of the Week for the offensive side of the football, 18 attempts, 94 yards, and a touchdown, eight receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown and a 34-yard touchdown pass. Um, defensive Player of the Week was Zadarius Smith with seven tackles and three sacks. Khalil Herbert for my Offensive Rookie of the Week for the Bears, uh, 16 attempts, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Defensive Rookie of the Week was Peyton Turner for the Saints with four tackles and two sacks. A lot of good performances that week. Uh, moving on to my award trackers, Josh Allen for MVP. In that week, he went 13 to 25 for 218 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks, and then added six attempts for 49 yards on the ground. So, a good outing by Josh. By Josh, you know he, he's had some some turnover troubles here in these last couple weeks, um, but I still think Josh Allen's the, the front runner for MVP. Uh, Justin Jefferson for offense play of the year, six receptions, 98 yards, and no touchdowns. I like to see him get in the end zone, man. Um, which I believe he did this past week. So uh, that's always good to see. Miles Garrett's been turning it on. Uh, one tackle, one and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. Um, and just just been turning it on, man. We already covered Christian McCaffrey for comeback player of the year, but you get to hear it again. Uh, 18 attempts for 94 yards, a touchdown. Eight reception, 55 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> one pass for, for 34 yards and a tutty. So uh, Damian Pierce in that week had his, his worst game of the year, 15 attempts for 35 yards, three receptions for 16 yards and a tutty. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson had one tackle. Shocker. Um, and then Sean McDermott for coach of the week. Coach of the year, I apologize. Uh, went is sit, At that point, week eight was sitting at 6-1. and one. They defeated the Green Bay Packers 27-17, uh, putting him at first in the AFC East. First in the AFC and second in the NFL. Um, yeah, man. Uh, moving on to my week nine predictions. And you guys are going to have to trust me on this. It's all going to have to be the honor system. Um, but the, these were real. Uh, Eagles at Texans. Give me the Eagles. Chargers at the Falcons. Give me the Chargers. Dolphins at the Bears. Give me the Dolphins. Panthers at Bengals. Give me Bengals. Packers at Lions. I actually am taking the Lions here in an upset. My, my logic behind this was... Everything told me to pick Green Bay, even though how bad they've playing, they've been playing. But it was like, look, man, I need Detroit to win this game for my draft stock, and that's exactly what they did. Um, Bills at Jets, I actually took the Bills. Colts at Pats, I did take the Colts. Um, I thought the Colts always played well against the Pats, and I'll be, I'll keep it a bean, man. Even though I didn't get my episode out Friday or Saturday, sorry, I was talking to my dad, and he told me Jonathan Taylor was out, which I wasn't, I wasn't aware of. Um, and, and right there, I wanted to switch my pick. And, and I very easily could have gotten the sheet and changed it. Um, 
But I was like, look, man, it's probably not fair. My, my episode would have already been out, you know, if if I could have stayed on top of my stuff and didn't have any issues. So I'm going to ride with the Colts. Uh, Vikings at Commanders, give me the Vikings. Raiders at the Jags, I actually took the Raiders. Seahawks at Cards, I took the Seahawks. Rams at Bucks, I took the Bucks. Titans at the Chiefs, I took the Chiefs. Ravens at Saints, give me the Ravens. So obviously that was 13 games. Um, teams on by this week were the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers. So don't have to hear me talk about Christian McCaffrey. Um, and no Miles Garrett talk this next week. So that's pretty much episode eight, man. Um, to cover 15 minutes worth of stuff in 12 minutes is always going to kind of hurt. But I, I just look, man, Carolina plays. Um, and I can't be making these, these episodes super long, man. I, I feel like 40 to 50 minutes is a good, a good little amount. Um, so I'm going to try and, and, and just give out, you know, it's quality over quantity. You don't need a super long episode and whatnot. So moving on to week nine, man, um, this past week. So now we're into the new stuff. Um, for the, for this week, I went 10 and three, another really solid week, man, uh, brings my season pickums to 78, 55 and one. 23 games over 500, which is what I love to see. Had some really good runs here. Um, starting off with Thursday night football, uh, the Philadelphia. And I was super, super tempted to take Houston in this game for the same reason I wanted to take Detroit, but I actually do it this week. Sneak peek. Um, it, it was, it was. I mean, 12 points. Um, it, it's, it's not the blowout that a lot of people expected. But Philly moves to 8-0 behind Jalen Hurts, 21-27 for 243 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders with a really good game, 17 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard, eight receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. Moving on to Houston, Philip Dorsett, three receptions, 69 nice yards. Uh, Damian Pierce, actually my AFC Offensive Rookie of the Week, 27 carries, 139 yards. Uh, Davis Mills throughout the air, 13-22 for 154 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, moving on to some of the stats from the game, Houston had one more turnover. Philly had four more first downs. Houston actually controlled the time of possession by three minutes, um, and then 57 more yards for Philly over Houston. Brings Philly to 8-0 um, in sole possession of the NFL and the NFC East. Um, moving on to the AFC South, Houston sitting at dead last in the league, 1-6-1. and I don't think Houston's the worst team in the league, man. That's the crazy part. Um, but... Uh, Tennessee's starting to run away with the division. Seeing Indy slip a lot. Seeing Jacksonville slip a lot. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. Don't see Houston making a run. Hopefully they can make a run out of the first overall pick. Um, but but past that, man, it's just not going to happen. Um, moving on to the Bengals defeating the Carolina Panthers 42-21. to I got a lot of stuff to cover in this, man. Um, starting off, I'll go through all the stats and then I'll talk about it. Um, Baker Mayfield actually came in at halftime, 14 and 20 for 155 yards, two touchdowns. That was just second half. Baker actually played pretty well. Deonta Foreman really bottled up seven carries for 23 yards. Terrace Marshall, three receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Shout out Terrace Marshall getting his first NFL touchdown. T. Higgins, seven receptions for 60 yards, obviously without Jamar Chase. Joe Scheisty. 22 of 28 for 206 yards and a touchdown. Not a whole lot of production throughout the air for the Bengals, but they did because they didn't need it, man. <coughs> oh, man. Uh, moving on to the some of the game stats. And if you notice, I skipped over the running back. You'll find out soon. Carolina had three more turnovers to Cincy zero. Uh, 140 more total yards of offense. Carolina threw 
halftime had, I think, 26 yards of total offense and two first downs. Uh, 19 more minutes of time of possession. 17 more first downs. Total domination from Cincinnati. Um, scored 28 points in the second quarter. Um, and then Carolina outscored Cincy 21-0 in the second half. Or actually, 21-7. to I'm sorry. Um, brings Carolina to dead last in the NFC South. Uh Dead last or second to last or dead last in the NFC and second in the NFL. Second to last in the NFL. Brings Cincinnati still one game behind Baltimore, sitting at five and four, um, and second in the AFC North. So, got a I got a couple things to cover here. Uh, first off, my AFC Offensive Player of the Week was Joe Mixon, twenty two carries, one hundred fifty three yards, and four touchdowns just on the ground. Four receptions, fifty eight yards, and another touchdown throughout the air. Joe Mixon absolutely dominated this football game. Um, which is crazy. I'm in a four-man league. Shout out to my boy Matt, Kyle, and Max. And I actually dropped Joe Mixon because it's a four-man league. So, like, my running backs right now are Chris McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Damian Pierce. And I was like, look, man, Joe Mixon hasn't been producing. I'm going to drop him. Um, Terrible decision. Terrible decision. Um, Because he put up, like, 55 fantasy points. But I felt like he hadn't played that well. So I felt comfortable making the decision – and what a bad decision it turned out to be. So that's my fault. That's my fault. Um, but, yeah, Joe Mixon absolutely dominated. And I was actually at this game. So um, me and my boy, uh, I wrestled this Saturday all day pretty much. Got home to Angola about pff, 8 o'clock, I think. Drove to Columbia City, which is about 45 minutes away. Stayed the night with my pops. Um, and then at about 7.40-ish, I actually headed to Muncie, Indiana, it's about an hour and a half away from me. Um, met with my boy and my other homeboy, Logan. Uh, met with my boy, Matt, there. And then we we hung out for probably 20, 25 minutes. Drove to Cincinnati about two and a half hours away. Uh, got there a little late. Had to park over by the Red Stadium, which is probably like a mile and a half, two-mile walk. <coughs> um, and then we watched Carolina get a completely obliterated, right? And... I look, man. People didn't even give us a chance. Like, obviously, I had my Jeremy Chin jersey on. Uh, Matt was wearing my old Steve Smith jersey. Um, they see that people are wearing black and blue, and they just like, I get it, bro. You're in a hostile environment. But even Indy, when I went a couple years ago, wasn't that bad. Um, people were like, like we had just gotten our seats, and people were sitting in our seats, and we had just gotten in our seats, and people were like, "What are you leaving already for? Don't leave already." I was like, "Bro, we just got here." And to, to keep it a bean, all of you guys know, I don't even want Carolina to win. Like, I I want Carolina to lose and play well, but I want him to get that draft position. You heard? So people just didn't get it. My boy was we we literally just sat the whole game. We left a little bit, you know, right after the third quarter and whatnot, but. Um, we didn't talk to anybody except there was a really cool Bengals fan, uh, that we sat next to once we actually got in our real seats. Um, and he was chopping it up with us and, and, and just actually being civil. Who'd have thought, but yeah, man, Bengals fans are not very cool. Um, I will say the atmosphere was really cool. You know, it, it, if, if I was a Bengals fan, I'd love it, man. Um, who they, who they? Who do they think will beat them Bengals? I said the Ravens every single time because they ain't winning the North. <laughs> Word. Honestly, bro, I'm, I'm probably not going to mess with the Bengals very much because, bro, my my boy, who's not even a Panthers fan, he's a Steelers fan. Obviously, he didn't have any Steelers stuff on. He probably would have got harassed worse. 
Um, but he don't even like football like that. And some some drunk mom came up behind him or was standing behind him in her seat and hit his hat off. <laughs> Ward, like, man, and I'm going to keep it a bean with y'all. At the, bro, if that was a, a man, because this, I mean, this, you don't want to mess with my, I'm not going to sit here and, and talk everybody up. This is a football podcast. This is an MMA podcast. But that man could really scrap. So, uh, 223 came with the smoke, you know. Uh, if he really wanted it, if he really wanted to put, to inflict pain on that man, he, he definitely could have done it. So, uh, I'm very glad that he was able to stay calm because I was sitting there and I was like, bro, if you just smack the mess out this girl, I really ward. Uh, and I don't condone any of that. It's obviously all a joke. Um, but but just be a little more civilized, man. Why are you drunk at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday? <clears throat> but anyways, you know, if I could overlook all that, it was it was a really cool atmosphere. Paycor Stadium's really nice. Um, and, yeah, man, the Bengals just straight up dominated hard. Uh, moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers defeating the Atlanta Falcons 20-17. to Justin Herbert... 30 of 41, 245 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Austin Eckler, 14 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. Josh Palmer, eight receptions, 106 yards. Kyle Pitts leading the Falcons throughout the air, two receptions for 27 yards. Tyler Algier, 10 carries, 99 yards. Marcus Mariota, 12 for 23, 129 yards. Um, And then no touchdowns for Mariota. Even on the turnover battle, 21 yards separating total offense for Los Angeles. Uh, Three minutes and about 38 seconds of time of possession for Atlanta. Um, And then even on the first down battle, pretty even game, man. Uh, Just just that little bit, you know, a little bit of extra opportunity, cashing in the touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. So moves uh, the Chargers to second in the AFC West, sitting at 5-3, one game behind the Chiefs. Uh, moves Atlanta to second in the NFC South, technically. Um, sit, both sitting at four and five with Tampa Bay, but the uh, the tiebreaker obviously goes to Tampa Bay. So that can change tonight. Um, Atlanta can get a win and move in sole possession of it. Um, and, uh, I guess that's until Tampa plays this week, and I actually have the Tampa Bay Bucks winning. Wow, I'm definitely switching that game. There's no way. Um, oof, that's going to be an interesting one to predict. Because I just still just don't want to count out Brady. Um, but the Chargers got that game um, and, and ended up winning that game. Moving on to the Dolphins and the Bears. Um, yeah, man. We're going to talk about it a little later. Justin Fields, 17-28. and 28, 123 yards and three passing touchdowns. Um, Justin Fields on the ground. 15 carries, 178 yards and a touchdown. <sighs> Um, actually setting the NFL record for the regular season and playoff uh, quarterback running record. Um, Darnell Mooney, seven receptions for 43 yards and a tutty. Tyreek Hill with another great outing. Seven receptions, 143 yards and a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, Miami's new back, nine carries, 51 yards. Tua Tungavailoa, thir- 21, tw- geez, tw- 21, 21, 20, 21. Can you do something for me? Hey, if y'all ain't listening to that new her loss, you got to hop on that. Uh, obviously, Tua, 21-30 for 302 yards and three tutties. Um, even on the turnover battle, both teams at zero. Two more first downs for Chicago. Uh, nine more minutes of time of possession for Chicago and 11 more yards of total offense for Miami. Game was really close, man. Um, you just look at uh, at the one field goal that, uh, sorry, that Chicago settled for. Miami didn't settle for any field goal every time they got the ball. Um Close, man. They punched the football in. So uh, I will give the Bears credit. I will give Justin Fields some credit. 
that that that's insane, you know. And, and the, the video clip that came out of his sixty-yard rushing touchdown, it was like, oh man, I got that boy got some burners. Um, I'll give Justin Fields his, his credit and his roses, but you still lost the game. And as a passer, Fields has really struggled. Sure, he he threw three touchdowns and only eleven incompletions, but I'd like to see a little more out of Fields as a passer. I still don't think Carolina made a bad decision passing on Fields. Uh, and taking J.C. Horn at the end of the day, the Bears are sitting at three and six, and second to last in their division. And Miami sitting at six and three, uh, third in their division actually too. But the whole AFC East is is absolutely stacked right now. Uh, we'll talk about the AFC East a little later. Uh, but shout out to the Dolphins. Throughout all four of those games, I was actually sitting at four and zero. Moving on to five and zero, the Detroit Lions. Defeat the Green Bay Packers 15-9 behind Jared Goofball. 14-26, 137 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Jamal Williams, 24 carries, 81 yards. Amonra St. Brown, four receptions, 55 yards. Alan Lizard, four receptions, 87 yards. Aaron Rodgers, averaging 10 yards a carry. Four carries, 40 yards. And then Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 43, 291, a touchdown. And three picks? And three of them? Three of them hoes? Um, I don't know what in the world I just did, but I'm going to need y'all to bear with me. Um, Not a very offensive game. Obviously, you know, you only see 24 total points scored. Um, Yeah, man, the three turnovers and the fact that they were only up six. Obviously, three turnovers for Green Bay, one for Detroit, even on the first downs. Nine more minutes of time of possession for Green Bay, um, and then 155 yards of total offense more for Green Bay uh, over Detroit there. So, man, those turnovers absolutely kill you. Is it time to panic in Green Bay? It's past time, man. I'm going to talk about it a little later, but but A-Rod, this got to be his last year in Green Bay, man. If it's not, you got to absolutely commit to getting the man some help. I don't think A Rod. I'm a I'm a I'm a habitual A Rod hater, but like, I don't think A Rod's the problem. I don't think the Packers are even that bad. I just think, bro, like if you can't score points, bro, I think I think you get a like, bro. Honestly, if Devontae Adams is still there, they're not struggling like that. They're really not. Um, but obviously, I picked the Lions there in an upset. Moved the Lions like down like twelve picks or something, which. <clears throat> Mwah, 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 we love to see it. You know what I'm saying? We're playing for Bryce Young. Uh, moving on to the first game of the week I got wrong. We talked about it a little earlier. The New England Patriots defeat the Indianapolis Colts 26-3. Starting off with mac and cheese, Jones, 20-30, 147 yards and a touchdown. Ramondre Stevenson, 15 carries for 60 yards. Hunter Henry, <coughs> oh, Lord, uh, four receptions for 50 yards. Uh, for the Colts, Alec Pierce, one reception for 23 yards. Sam Ellinger's first start. Um, five carries for 39 yards and 15 and 29 for 103 yards and an interception. So, yeah, man, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Pat's getting got nine sacks. Even on the turnover battle, three more first downs for New England, three more minutes of time of possession, and 90, 92 more total yards of offense. Um, is that right? That don't seem right. 82. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, Indy's looking really bad, man. If you can't get the run game going, if the offensive line is struggling, you need to commit. Just like Green Bay, you need to commit to a to a quarterback. You need to commit to um, a wide receiver and throughout the air with a, with a generational talent like like Rodgers. And obviously the Colts don't have that. But 
for the Colts, man, you got to get yourself a passer. You got to get yourself some some wide receiver help because I, I do think you know if they draft a couple more pieces at O line or or God forbid they're active in the off season and sign somebody um, or trade for an offensive lineman, then they can. Bro, they have two All Pro offensive linemen on their team. There's no reason they should be struggling like that. And I get two players don't make a team, but still, nine sacks is bonkers. Bonkers. So Indy sitting at second in the AFC South, sitting at three, five, and one. Um, and then the Pats actually sitting at last in the AFC East, sitting at five and four, which is crazy because five and four would be leading a couple divisions right now. Actually, wouldn't be leading the AFC South, but be damn close to it. So um, obviously, New England got that win um, and whatnot. Moving on to another upset, man. This is how you know I'm not lying, man. I, I hate picking against this team. And guess what? I'm still probably not going to for the rest of the year. The New York Jets defeat the Buffalo Bills. 20-17, to Josh Allen struggled again. 18-34, 205 yards uh, and two interceptions. No touchdowns throughout the air, but on the ground. Nine carries for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, five receptions, 93 yards. Garrett Wilson, six, eight receptions for 92 yards. Michael Carter, 12 receptions, 72 yards, or 12 carries, I apologize, for 76 yards in a tutty. And then Zach Wilson, 18 to 25 for 154 yards in a tutty. So uh, Zach Wilson does not care about your stats, um, but eh, I don't know how great you're playing there, Zach. Uh, one more turnover for Buffalo, seven more total yards of offense for Buffalo. Five more minutes of time of possession and two more first downs for the Jets. Really close game, man. Um, like I said, bro, even the top teams in the league relapse a little bit and, and they struggle sometimes. And the Jets are a solid team, man. They're sitting at six and three. Um, shout out to the Jets. The Bills still hold possession of the AFC East um, by a game over New York and Miami uh, and then two games over New England. So, um, I still, <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to overreact. Or no, nobody should overreact and be like, the Bills are done. They're lost to the Jets. Bro, I remember, I don't know what year it was, but the Pats were on a roll, man, and they lost to the Jets. I think they still went on to win the Super Bowl or something. So don't overreact, man. The uh, The Bills are fine. Everybody, Every team's going to have that. But shout out to the Jets for burning me a little bit. Um, and I actually only have one more loss coming. Moving on to another 20-17 to game, but this one I picked right. The Minnesota Vikings defeat the Washington Commanders 20-17, to starting off with Kirk Thuggins. <clears throat> oh, man. Trust me, man. I'm, I, I, I don't feel great right now. 22-40 for 265 yards, two tutties and an interception. Dalvin Cook, 17 carries for 47 yards. Jay Jettas, seven receptions, 115 yards. And by golly, he got in the end zone. Curtis Samuel, Kirk Coe. Three receptions, 65 yards, and a tutty. B. John Ro or Brian Robinson. I'm sorry. That's disrespectful to Brian. But B. John's a dog, too. Uh, 13 carries, 44 yards. Taylor Heineke, 15 and 28. 149 yards, two tutties, and an interception. So moving on to the stats, even on the turnover battle at one, one more first down for Washington. Uh, actually, about a minute 34 more time of possession um, for Washington. And... 438 more total yards of offense for Minnesota. So moves Minnesota sitting at sole possession, and I don't think anybody's going to touch them, man. They have like a like a four or five game lead over the anybody in the NFC North, um, and then Washington actually sitting at four and five in the East, not out of a playoff you know appearance, but you know in the NFC East they might take up three teams might take up you know the the. 
seven playoff spots. So it's going to be hard for that last team to squeak in there um, if you're not a couple games over 500. But shout out to Washington for keeping it close. Um, moving on, the Las Vegas Raiders fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 27 to 20. I picked the Jaguars in this game. Um, they rallied from another 17-0 deficit uh, to beat them. Devontae Adams with one of his better games so far this year. 10 receptions, 146 yards, and two tutties. Derek Carr, 21-36 for 259 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs with a solid day, 17 carries for 67 yards. ETN with another massive workload, 28 carries, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. Christian Kirk, eight receptions, 76 yards and a tutty. And then Trevor Elsa Lawrence. Elsa's probably not a very good comp comparison. Rapunzel? Was it was the girl who like let down her hair. Um, I think it is Rapunzel. W W Disney uh princess knowledge. Uh 25 of 31 for 235 yards and a touchdown. So even on the turnover battle, both teams had one. Six more first downs for Jacksonville over the Raiders. Uh, and then five more minutes of time of possession and actually 82 more yards of total offense. Or 182. 82. Um I'm, I'm tripping. I apologize. Um I actually picked the Raiders in this game. Um yeah, Vegas. I mean, they lost. They they choked another deficit. Um, Vegas sitting at two and six, last in the AFC West. Jacksonville sitting at three and six, third in the AFC South. Both teams' seasons over. <sighs> to be honest, I don't even know if I could pinpoint what's wrong with the Raiders. Like they have mad talent, they're just struggling, bro. Um, and and the Jags, I think. Well, anything's an improvement over last year. Um. <clears throat> but the Jags have definitely improved. Um, this year is not going to be the year in which they get into the playoffs, but they're definitely improving. Speaking of a team, unsung heroes that's improving, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks defeat the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. to Geno, 26-34, 275, two touchdowns and an interception. Kenneth Walker, who's making that case for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I still got my boy Damian. Go Gators, um, but I'm a little biased. 26 carries, 109 yards, two tutties. Noah Font, five receptions, 96 yards. For the Cards, 25 to 35, 175 yards and two touchdowns for Kyler Murray. And then eight carries for 60 yards on the ground for Murray. Uh, Rondale Moore, eight receptions, 69 yards. As a habitual Robbie Anderson hater, I love to see that the man's got like four targets, two catches, seven yards. Look, bro, I don't want to see him fail. All right, I don't mean that. I want to see everybody succeed. You know what I'm saying? But... Hey, man, he's y'all problem now. Rondell Moore, eight receptions for 69 yards. D-Hop and, and Kyler Murray got into a little bit of a, a scuffle, you know, if you will. Um, he's like, what you looking at, one? Um, and they just they were just beefing right now, which I beef too if I had a little midget at quarterback. Um, Seattle, man, in, in sole control right now. Actually, I think they only have one to two games over San Francisco right now, sitting at six and three, San Fran at four and four. Um and then obviously Arizona sitting at three and six, bottom of the division. Arizona's not gonna not gonna get in the playoffs this year. But man, these Seahawks future is looking bright. I mean, you think they're already six and three right now and they're balling in their division leaders? And they got like three faux first rounders for Russell Wilson. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Los Angeles Rams sixteen to thirteen. Two teams that have burned me in a lot of games this year. I I, I still just riding for Tampa because of Tom. 
Uh, Tom Brady, 36 of 58, 280 yards and a touchdown. Rachad White, eight carries, 27 yards. Still averaging that three yards per carry, my boy. Uh, Chris Otten, yeah, that is a white man if I've ever seen a white man. Ooh, six, or five receptions for 68 yards and a tutty. Cooper Cup, my my NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Eight receptions, 127 yards and a tutty. Uh, which, you know what? I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to switch my AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Um, Cooper Cup, uh, Daryl Henderson, 12 carries, 56 yards. Matt Stafford, 13 and 27, 165 yards and a tutty. Um, even on the turnover battle, both teams had zero. Nine more first downs for Tampa. Uh, three minutes more of time of possession for Tampa. And about 120 more yards. And, you know, you'd think the game wouldn't be this close. Um, but the Rams have been struggling. Tampa's been struggling. It's a real it's a real mid-off in this game. Um, Los Angeles sitting at 3-5 and five in the NFC West. Sitting at 3rd. Um, and then Tampa Bay actually leading the NFC South. Sitting at 4-5. and five. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, moving on to Sunday Night Football. Um... The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Tennessee Titans 20-17. to A real close game. Tennessee's definitely running away with the South and playing a lot a lot better. Uh, Malik Willis, 15, or 5 of 16 for 80 yards. Derrick Henry, 17 carries, 115 yards and two tutties. Chris Akanawo, and I don't even know if Chris is his first name. One reception for 48 yards. <clears throat> Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions, 106 yards. Patty Mahomes on the ground. <sighs> Six carries, 63 yards in a tutty uh, and through the air. Uh, see, this. here's my thing, bro. If Justin Fields puts out, puts out a stat line th- like this, I'm like, sure, bro, go for it, man. Put the man in the top 10. Uh, Patty threw the out, threw out the air, 43 to 68. Ugh. 446 yards, uh, a touchdown and an interception. Um, Kansas City had one more turnover, but besides that, 20 more first downs. Ugh. 15 more minutes of time of possession. Ugh. And 200. Ugh. Seventy uh, more yards of total offense for Kansas City. Really surprised this game was that close. Um, but both teams division leaders. Both teams going to make the playoffs um, for sure. Um, Tennessee is going to burn me on that. You know, I thought Indy was going to be a little bit better, but I did pick KC. So uh, Chiefs Nation, man, that ride. So moving on to Sunday Night Football, um, the Baltimore Ravens defeat the New Orleans Saints. 27 to 13 behind Justin Houston and Kenyon Drake's big day. Uh, Lamar, 20, or 12 of 22, 133 yards and a tutty throughout the air. Kenyon Drake, 24 carries, 93 yards and two tutties. Isaiah Likely, real feel good story. One reception, 24 yards and two tutties. Chris Alave with another really solid day, six receptions, 71 yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara, nine carries for 30 yards. Andy Dalton, the red rifle, the red rocket, yard. 19 to 29 for 210 yards, a tutty and an interception. Uh, New Orleans season's done. Now I definitely need Baltimore to win their division because I can't stand Bengals fans, and I don't want to give them the satisfaction of like a home home playoff game. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they might not make the playoffs because the AFC East is absolutely balling right now. Um, but yeah, man, uh, 10 and 10 and three. Sorry, not too bad. You know, for my week nine pickums, I know I sped through all the game recaps and whatnot. Sitting at about forty minutes right now for time. Um, gonna try and uh, get this episode out as soon as we can. Like I said, well, I got a Panthers game to watch. Um, so moving on to my week nine news around the league. Uh, the Panthers fired two more assistant coaches. I believe it was their O line coach, or no, not their O line coach. Uh, it was their secondary coach and somebody else. Man, 
Uh, maybe their linebacking coach, which good man, their their tackling was putrid, horrid, putrid, putal. I don't know what the word is uh, against Cincinnati. Um, and then here's another gripe. So now we getting into the the meat and taters. Shout out Thanksgiving. Um, Carolina turns down three first rounders and a second for Brian Burns and DJ Moore. Uh, the first rounder from Green Bay, which was this year, which would have been a top ten pick, Ward. And then the two first-rounders and actually a second for Brian Burns from the Los Angeles Rams. And look, bro, I get it. The picks aren't till later and whatnot, but if, if we're so committed to building draft capital, then do it, man. Pull the trigger. Um, and then obviously the DJ Moore pick would have been really big uh, for a rebuilding team. I love both of them. It's good to see him still in Carolina, but for a return like that, it's scarce. You know, you don't get a lot of return for for great players these days. Um, moving on, Aaron Rodgers needs to get out of Green Bay. Um, and, and maybe it's not A-Rod's fault. So let's let's not overreact right now and say it's A-Rod's fault. First of all, I think he wants to be out after this, but I thought he wanted to be out, and then he re-signed for like two years. Um, but regardless, Green Bay can't keep doing what they're doing right now. For a team with, 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 with such story and such poise, you know they're like they're like New England right now, where this team who's been so dominant for the last decade is really struggling. Which you're going to see that no team's going to be great forever, um, but they're definitely a dynasty. They definitely still have a championship window and a championship team if they can actually play how they're you know they're, they should play. Uh, moving on to the Justin Fields hype. Here's my thing, bro, and I'm not going to hate on Fields. I wasn't even opposed to Carolina drafting him. He, he needs to see show me more as a passer. Um, at least with Lamar, Lamar can yonk though. Like Lamar can really throw the football, and he doesn't get enough credit for it. I see, I see Justin Fields as a homeless man, Lamar Jackson, not a poor man's Lamar Jackson, a homeless man's Lamar Jackson. You can't just make a couple plays on your feet and be a top ten quarterback. You need to propel your team to some wins. Have an MVP season, not one. Okay, this is like the only game where if somebody had that, they'd be. Oh, that's an MVP performance. Like, no, bro. It's not just one performance. I need to see an MVP half a season, a whole season. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but maybe he's playing better. Uh, it's good to see Fields balling, I guess. I don't consider it balling, but whatever. Uh, moving on to the Helmet Chronicles. So this is a lot to cover. Um, the Helmet Chronicles started um, actually week eight with DJ Moore catching the 62-yard Hail Mary from P.J. Walker. Um, takes his helmet off, off the field, uh, gets a flag for it. Eddie Pinheiro misses the field goal or the extra point to win the game, go to overtime. Uh, they, they get an interception down about the 20, a couple of Deonta Foreman runs. Um, and then Eddie Pinheiro misses the 33 yard extra point. DJ got blamed for it. Uh, and then we saw Terry McLaurin that week against the Colts take his helmet off after he scored, or actually he didn't even score. He put the ball on the one yard line. Granted, it was during a timeout. Um, and then this week, we see Alan Lazard. I think he scored a touchdown for Alan Lizard. He scored a touchdown, took his helmet off. Um, no flag, nothing. And then there was somebody else. I forget who the other guy was. Took his helmet off, no repercussions. Uh, Booger McFarlane came out, first of all, and he was like, DJ Moore has to be a professional. He cost Carolina the game. You act like you've been there before. You know, like the stereotypical white guy when, when, when somebody's celebrating. Um, and then he came back and redacted it. He was like, we all owe DJ Moore an apology. It shouldn't have been a flag. Like, shut up, man. Shut up. But here's my thing, bro. Let the players show some emotion. Um, 
especially at like the play's dead. It's dead, bro. If if somebody's taking their playoff during or taking their helmet off during the play, then sure, flag them, do whatever you need to. But but when the ball's dead, bro, the the celebration rules in general need to be changed. Um, yeah, man, it was frustrating. But hey, bro, I actually love DJ Moore for getting a flag because Panera misses the field goal. DJ Moore has 150 yards receiving in that game. Um, Deonta Foreman played really well. Um, CJ Henderson got to pick that game. Go Gators. Um, and we still lost and got draft position. Shout out my boy DJ Moore. Um, moving on to my players of the week for week nine. Joe Mixon, obviously, 22 carries, 153 yards, and four touchdowns. <laughs> four receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> Should have let him throw that joint. Uh, shout out to the Bengals fan who just kept saying that. Um, but he was the cool one. So, uh, massive game from Mixon against Carolina. Justin Houston against the Saints. Three tackles, two and a half sacks, and an interception. <laughs> uh, Damian Pierce, my offensive rookie of the week for the AFC. 27 carries, 139 yards. That's grown man football. That's Derrick Henry stat line-esque. Uh, and then Kirby, or no, 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 I'm sorry. Sauce Gardner for my NFC or AFC Defensive Rookie of the Week, seven tackles, an interception on Josh Allen. Played, it, Sauce has played really well, man. Sauce is ad, as advertised. <coughs> Moving on to the NFC. <coughs> Offensive Player of the Week, I had Cooper Cup. Seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. It's not fair. Um, I'm going to go Justin Fields. I think he was 13-27 and 27 or something. Uh, or 20, he was 18-20 and 20, or 17-28. You know, for 170-something yards and, and three touchdowns. And then, like, 12 carries for 178 yards, record-breaking performance and a touchdown. So, I'll give I'll give Fields his his, his roses and whatnot. Uh, moving on, <coughs> uh, Javon Hargrave for the Defensive Player of the Week for the NFC. Seven tackles, three sacks. Kenneth Walker, 26 attempts, 109 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, 20 yards for my NFC Offensive Rookie of the Week. Kirby Joseph, Defensive Rookie of the Week for the NFC. To be honest, I've just been farting. Y'all ain't seen sh yet. That was his Instagram caption, bro. That's the wildest caption I've ever heard. Um, Ten tackles and two interceptions for Kirby Joseph against Aaron Rodgers. Moving on to the award trackers. I'm going to try and uh, wrap this up real quick. Josh Allen for MVP. Wow, I didn't even put Josh's stat line in here. That's crazy. Give me one second while I pull up Josh's stat line. Um, But moving on. Justin Jefferson for my Offensive Player of the Year award. Um, he, he played really well. Um, he had seven receptions for <clears throat> 115 yards and a touchdown. Miles Garrett and Christian McCaffrey both on their bye week. Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. McCaffrey for Comeback Player of the Year. And, and CMC could be making a run at this depending on how he does. For MVP, Josh Allen, 18 of 34, 205 yards, two interceptions, took five sacks. Um, and then on the ground, nine carries for 86 yards. Uh, and two touchdowns. So there was Josh Allen for everybody. Um, <clears throat> one of his worst games so far, but still, you know, even on the turnover to, 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 to wow, to touchdown ratio. Um, and he did all he could, man, I guess. When you get sacked five times, it's not very easy. Um, moving on, Damian Pierce for my offensive rookie of the year pick. 27 attempts, 139 yards. Aiden Hutchinson, two tackles, a pass deflection, and an interception for defensive rookie of the year. Um Damien's very still, very well still in this race. Hutch, I don't think is. 
I think he's in the race, but I think it's Sauce. It's it's Sauce and Tariq Woolen who's been playing really well. Um, Sean McDermott for Coach of the Year. He six and two now with the twenty to seventeen loss versus the Jets. He's first in the AFC East and in the NAFC, having the tiebreaker over Kansas City, um, and then third in the NFL with only behind Minnesota and the Eagles. So, moving on to them Week Ten predictions, man. Uh, Panthers at Falcon or Falcons at Panthers. Games in about 40 minutes or so. Uh, give me the Falcons. You guys already know my reasoning. Seahawks at Bucks. I have the Bucks on the paper. I'm switching it to the Seahawks. Um, Vikings at Bills. Give me the Bills. I think they bounce back. Game of the week, far and none. Lions at the Bears. Give me the Lions. I can't afford to see Chicago win again. Um, but obviously, I, I honestly think the Bears are probably going to win. But I'm taking the Lions, damn it. Broncos at the Titans. Give me the Titans. Jaguars at the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs in a, in a blowout. Browns at the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Could be a closer game. Texans at the Giants. Oof. Y'all ain't going to like this one, and I don't even know if I like it. Texans at Giants. Give me the Texans for my upset of the week. That's almost like just taking them because I need them to win for the draft position. But whatever. Um... Saints at the Steelers, give me the Saints. I don't trust Kenny three picks. Colts at the Raiders, give me the Raiders. Colts are playing really bad. I think the Raiders will probably choke a 17-point 17, 17 lead again. Cowboys at the Packers, give me the Cowboys. Uh, cards at Rams, give me the Rams. Chargers at 49ers, Chargers haven't looked great. Give me the 49ers. Commanders at the Eagles, give me the Eagles to stay undefeated. Uh, teams on by this week are the Cincinnati Bengals, the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, and the Baltimore Ravens. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to close it for uh, the split episode eight slash nine of that six. Like I said, I understand we kind of flew through it and whatnot. Um, trying to get the content out for you. Uh, still trying to, to, to cover all the things I have to cover back home. Take care of my personal life. Uh, but I want to thank you guys all for joining me this week again. You know, like I said, I, I apologize for combining these, these two weeks episode. I'm going to do my best to ensure this won't ever happen again. Um, and without further ado, let's keep tanking, my boys. Uh, and let's have a great week of NFL football. Thank you and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.